Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, we are going to talk about the sleep diet. And yeah, it's for real. You can lose pounds actually by sleeping if you do it the right way. For those of us who are on diet, this may be an interesting one to kind of integrate sleep into your diet. And for all others, this is at least informative uh, in terms of finding out how sleep actually affects our eating habits. So did you ever ask yourself why you constantly get hungry at daytime and how it's possible that you can sleep somewhere between 6 and 10 hours during night without getting hungry at all. And if you did and you came to the conclusion that this is um, the case because we do not burn as much calories when we sleep as at daytime when we're active, I actually have to tell you that this is not really right because we do burn calories at night quite a lot because our brains are highly active uh, at long periods uh, during our sleeping phase and our bodies are too because they use this time to repair themselves. So let's get a very basic understanding of how the hunger mechanisms work in our bodies. First of all, when our stomachs are empty, a hormone called ghrelin gets pumped into our bodies and this makes us hungry. So we are going to want to eat something and will eventually do so. When we do so and our stomachs get filled up again, our ghrelin levels, uh, levels are going to drop and leptin levels are going to raise. And in some way you could argue that leptin is the opponent of ghrelin as it prevents us from getting hungry. And this is the reason why our hunger disappears after we get something to eat. What happens at nighttime is that leptin levels rise and keep high throughout the night. So this is basically the reason why we can sleep between 6 and 10 hours without getting hungry in between. To put this into perspective, there are far more things going on in our metabolism when it gets to our hunger system. And if you look at studies, you will find that the results are not all aligned. There are kind of many questions that are not really answered. And I always put these studies or the results into, break them up into two things. Uh, one thing is always the fact. So let's see, and we'll come to that later. A study finds out that a peer group burns 200 more calories a day. That's a fact. They measure it and uh, you can rely on that. The, that is true. That's a statement, a fact. But the part why they do so is more often a conclusion. So they would say, due to, as our study shows, due to reduced leptin levels or increased ghrelin levels, uh, we assume that this calorie burn takes place. But it could also be some, something else. Uh, it could be something that they do not know. Uh, as a, a good example is ghrelin. They found ghrelin in 1999, which is not that long ago. It's not even, uh, it's, it's yeah, 20 years now. Um, so there could be something in our bodies that they did not find till now 
or a relationship between different hormones, different processes that they didn't find or do not have in scope now. I kind of always like to differentiate between the conclusion, which uh, still has kind of a question mark on it, and the fact. And we're going to work with the fact here and uh, keep them as uh, simple as possible and keep them built into the structure that helps you. You do not have to understand each process here behind it, and I don't, uh, but it's quite interesting to work with the facts and say, okay, if this and this is the case, then uh, that's the fact, and we want to want to get results here, so we're going to work with the facts. And there's one quite interesting fact that I found to be true in most studies out there that I had a look at, and that is that people who live on a reduced set of hours in regards to sleep have a much higher calorie intake and people that have a so said normal sleep of around eight hours. And the increased calorie intake is quite significant. We're talking about between 200 and 600 calories a day. And that's a, a number you do not want to miss out on if you think about your sleep diet. So if you're dieting and you're uh, living on reduced hours of sleep at the moment, that might be the very first thing you want to change. And it's not only the sheer number we want to have a look at, but also what these people wanted to eat. Because they were all looking to eat carbohydrates and sugary kind of meals, which is not the healthiest to do if you think about it. So on the positive side, if we get enough sleep, our calorie intake will be reduced and we will be easier able to eat healthy food. Okay, so if you're on a diet right now and you are not getting enough sleep, you may consider after listening to this information to get the right amount of sleep because this will leave you with less hours of potentially being hungry and definitely will leave you with a, a lower calorie intake with no effort at all. It's just there. The second thing you may do, and this is kind of my personal opinion, is to really listen to your bodies. Uh, I'll give you an example. When I get up at 5 a.m., because you know I'm uh, in the 5 a.m. club, then I uh, do not breakfast. I have a walk, I have a little sip of water, I have a cup of coffee at some point, but I'll breakfast at half past six, which is one and a half hours after I got up. Um, if I get up at half past six, I'm going to breakfast right away because this is simply the time when our family has breakfast. Uh, I could probably go on till, let's say, nine o'clock until I get hungry. And uh, if you're thinking of uh, or having a diet, this may be the first thing you want to change. Listen to your bodies and really push that breakfast until you're really getting hungry. Um, because that way, you know, you, you've got another one and a half, two hours in the morning, at least potentially, if your metabolism is uh, kind of similar to mine, uh, where you do not feel hunger and you're going to eat something as soon as you get hungry. And the trick then is, of course, to have something healthy to eat then uh, when you're at work. So you would have to take something with yourself to, to not get hungry and have to eat some kind of a Snickers bar or something like that. But that's really an easy takeaway. Um, then, of course, to eat uh, when you're hungry over the day and to see that you're, you're getting some uh, 
kind of healthy uh, nutrition. Uh, I don't think that uh, diets are good that kind of cut off uh, three quarters of everything you're allowed to eat because that's not going to last anyway. So uh, I'm more the kind of guy who looks long term on everything he does and sees will that suit me long term. So you may try to start visualizing uh, the process. And uh, I guess if you're, you know, just, just to bring it to the extreme, if you're only eating uh, some kind of a carrots or something, uh, these crazy diets that, that are out there, uh, you may want to visualize that into the future. Are you going to do that a year or two or five? Are you going to eat five years of carrots? Uh, you're certainly not. So I, I think you should find some kind of a diet that you can really stick to and that will bring you success in the long term. Moving on over the period of a day, uh, at some point you're going to go to bed. And when you're in bed you're in, and you fall asleep, you're kind of not hungry anyway. So uh, what you should certainly not do is to have a prime time meal uh, 30 minutes before you go to bed, a big portion of uh, you name it. Um, that, that's certainly not a good idea, as most of us know. So just avoid that. I'm also not a friend, and I do not do that personally, to go to bed hungry. I think it's not good, it's not pleasurable, and it will lead to, uh, in terms of, you know, think of the visualization, will I do that for a year or something like that? No, I certainly won't. So I would uh, rather eat something and go to bed, uh, try to, you know, do that not 30 minutes before I go to bed, but maybe an hour or two. It's even better if you can, can stop eating four hours before you go to sleep. Uh, but if you, you have to, if you're hungry, uh, I would consider eating something because it's, there's no point in lying in bed hungry. That's going to prevent you from falling asleep too. And I think a banana or something that, that, like that will do the job good. Uh, I also uh, sometimes eat a little piece of cheese and a carrot. Uh, I know it's supposed to be not that good to do that, but um, it kind of works good for me. So just you might just want to test that or test anything that's healthy. So with that said, let's wrap up this episode of the Sleep Trust podcast. If you're on a diet and you're not sleeping enough at the moment, you might want to correct this right away because that way you will decrease your calorie intake between 200 and 600 calories a day depending on which study you want to believe, and it will also make it easier for you to eat healthy food throughout the day. Another thing to consider doing is to push your breakfast into the day and to first eat when you're first hungry and not before. You also want to take care that you don't eat a big prime time meal right before you go to bed, but please don't go to bed hungry because that way it's just going to be harder to fall asleep and that will reduce your hours of sleep again. If you're not sure about what amount of sleep you should get, you may want to have a look or a listen to the podcast I did about sleep duration just a while ago. And uh, you may also want to look at the show notes of that episode because I linked kind of the numbers of the National Sleep Foundation into there. I'm going to leave you with that and hope that you enjoyed this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you tune in next week when we're going to talk about prime time drinks. And this is really going to be a funny, interesting episode as I'm going to test five prime time drinks for you and me and see which effect they have on my ability to fall asleep and on the quality of my sleep. So be sure that you tune in next week and until then, have a superb sleep. 
Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu, where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice, as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week and until then, have a good sleep.